today's show is apropos for several reasons. Um, little insider baseball. We are recording this show on the Friday before the Super Bowl, Super Bowl Fifty Four, and um, you know the Super Bowl and football is the Super Bowl, especially is like the iconic American competitive pillar of you know going to the gridiron and going to war with the guys and all that all the all the uh jock speak but in that in that same what's looming over the super bowl that's coming up this sunday is the death of kobe bryant and kobe bryant's name is synonymous with winning um five nba championships uh, multiple MVPs, you know, the whole nine. And Sunday will actually be one week that America has been dealing with the death of Kobe Bryant. So for us to be sitting here talking about DJ Khaled and the song All I Do Is Win and what that song has turned into 10 years into its inception, into its injection into America and the bloodstream of pop culture, um, it just feels fitting that this just happens to be the episode that we talk about such a song that is synonymous at this point with sports on every level, high school, college, uh, NBA, NFL, NHL. I think anywhere where there is a puck, a ball, a net, this song has been played in those venues probably for the past decade ever since it came out. So that is what we're going to talk about today. And this is the Something to Say podcast. <laughs> All I do is win, 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 no matter what Got money on my mind, I can never get enough And every time I step up in the building Everybody hands go up Hey guys, it's Christina It's Ja This is Yo And uh, yeah, like I said, we're here to talk about DJ Cal I can't believe it's been 10 years since this fucking song came out I'm disgusted, like I, I... I didn't think 10 years had passed. When you said it the other day, I was like, wow, like, are we really, uh, that's how old we are? Like, (laughs) Khaled has a 10 year old hit. Old. Yeah. And the song kind of just aged with us. You know, it never aged out. Mm -mm. It's been consistently a part of our lives for 10 years. It's a forever song. It's a forever song, which is kind of funny when you consider how much music DJ Khaled has given us. There's a lot. I mean, he doesn't make the music, right? He produces the artists who record these songs. But there's so many singles and so many hits that some hit big, some hit small. But all I do is win. Never left. It's yeah. been here literally 10 years. Yeah. And I think a big part of that is the sports. I feel like that is a major part of this song living beyond being, you know, just a hit song that people like. Because I mean, I can go to clubs and parties and never hear all I do is win. Right. But I'm guaranteed to hear it at the game. Mm. I'm guaranteed to see it in a commercial. Um, it's going to pop up somewhere. I may be outside of my iPod, but <laughs> sports bar. The any, sports any, bar. Anywhere like, you yeah. walk in and there's a game on. Right. You have a chance of hearing that record. This song, yeah. It is it's to me, it's like when I was a little kid, uh, I, and I probably don't, I'm probably not even saying the right name of the song, but it, in my in my mind, it's called "We Will Rock You." Is that actually the name of the song? We Queen? will rock you, Queen. Yeah, but is it actually called "We Will Rock You," or is it called something else? And we just I think it's called "We Will Rock You." 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but when I was a little kid, to me, that was like the mm-hmm. classic sports song. Right. And that's the song that I associated with the game. Mm-hmm. And it is no longer that song anymore. It is now DJ Khaled, All I Do. Is I never thought about it like that. Yeah. DJ Khaled, All I Do Is Win is the We Will Rock You for this new generation. For this generation. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, that's the song you play when you win. You, there's nothing else. There is no, there's no other song yeah. that will capture that thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's mostly, I mean, I guess in this, to a certain extent, we're talking about Khaled, but we have to, like, it's T-Pain. Oh, yeah. Like, it, more than anything else. Like, yeah. And of all T-Pain's hits, of all the great songs that T-Pain has given us, like... I think, like, that's maybe the one element of this song that gives All I Do Is Win somewhat of a timestamp. Because if you look at how um, the decade in hip-hop has progressed and how we have changed different presidential administrations, basically, Indeed. I think we've transitioned officially from, you know, T-Pain being the go-to hook guy to, at least for Khaled, like future sort of replacing him mm-hmm. as like an auto-tune king. But other than that, I would say that as far as DJ Khaled and his blockbuster crossover approach to creating like these anthems, as he loves to call it, I don't think that formula has changed at all nope. whatsoever it's just about his network expanding and growing the louder he gets with each passing year yeah i know i think that's legit i feel like he is the gm <clears throat> you know talking about sports like he, i feel like he's the gm of a team and over the years he's gotten new players and drafted new players and you know he didn't he didn't come into this collaborative space that he is getting Jay-Z and Beyonce features, but now that he has Jay-Z and Beyonce on his team. Mm. And right. Like, he has Future on his team. And like he has Justin Drake on his Bieber. team. Right. Bieber right. and Drake and the Migos and you know Chance, Chance the, the Rapper. rapper. <laughs> 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 like he's drafted this whole new and now I have a new team. And at some point he had the Warriors and Yeah. He only does super teams. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, the thing yeah, with Khaled. Khaled's right, right. not trying to break new artists. He's not trying to take some rookies and build them into champions. He wants champions to walk in the door and to lay down a record that's going to be monumentous. Right. Every time. He's not trying to even pretend like I'm gonna try something new. Like right. I'm sticking to what works. And what works is hits. Yeah. And even though that's such a like ambiguous like sentiment, you know exactly what it is when you hear a hit. Mm-hmm. And sure. Khaled has hits. Right. Lots you know, of them. I'm on one is a hit. Mm-hmm. I'm so hood is a hit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He had um, we taken over. Yep, it's a hit. But nothing is like all I do is win. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Yeah. yeah. And do you guys believe that T Pain's call and response on the hook played a big part in people just attaching themselves to it? For sure. I mean, me personally, I am. And I guess we're going to have, we talked about this a little bit. We'll have an episode that we talk about this specific thing. But like, I'm real as a, not necessarily as a fan, but as a critic of songs, a critic of music, I'm real big on those crowd participation moments in any song, whether it's the hook, a part in the verse, a bridge, whatever it is, whatever you got, like the, the power of the spoken word to make people do a thing over a beat will always be a winning thing inside of music. And I think that part of everybody's hands go up 
mm-hmm. and that breath right there in between that pause that pause yeah. that pregnant pause it's not even one of those things where you know like the Bryson Tiller thing where it's like a game to like catch that don't that last <laughs> don't at the end and this is why I gave it it's so much space that it's hard to like time out in this song that like, that's just enough space for everybody to like feel it out and we're all gonna go crazy when this shit drops again and they stay there and they say yeah and they say there fascinating to me that we're talking about somebody who's been able to deliver these hits all i do is when being the biggest one and we're talking about somebody who's been able to really get everybody together with even just at the grammys like he just won a grammy for the record with john legend and nipsey hustle right he's he's able to build this community but i can't think of somebody who i guess from a critical standpoint gets made fun of so much just because they see him as a little bit oafish. And I totally get it. Sometimes I'm a little bit annoyed by all his yelling. And I think that's why I have a slight headache today. But, <laughs> and this is a really an elegant metaphor. Uh, but I've been thinking over the past couple of days that like DJ Khaled is really kind of like Adam Sandler. And the, oh. Because here's a guy who's refined his formula to a T, not necessarily for acting like the most grown ass person, but no matter who he calls at any given moment, whether that's a Jennifer Aniston, a Chris Rock, a Jay-Z, or Beyonce, they're pretty much able to, you know, answer his call just because for whatever, one reason or another, they either like his energy and or know that whatever he turns out is going to be a smash, another one, major key, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. And I just think that's really interesting because he also fights against his perception that he doesn't do shit. That's very true. I love Adams. I love DJ Khaled being the rap Adam Sandler. <laughs> yeah, I'm not mad at that. I, I, I actually like that a lot. I wouldn't watch him in Uncut Gems. But, <laughs> oh my god! But, yes, both of them yell so much. Yes, but like yeah. it makes perfect sense. The analogy is very on point, and it's it's kind of funny how Khaled he didn't really mature into some like elder statesman that people regard in like the highest respects, but. Like the community has never faltered on how much they love Khaled. And oh, I'd no. never really fully understood what the exchange is. Sure. You know, because he's pretty much using their likability and their names to create records. Mm-hmm. There's there's no way about it. But I guess the exchange is that Khaled's he's grown into this figure that to be next to him is to be huge. It's to be a giant. He wasn't always a giant, but now like Khaled is a big deal. Yeah, I I think I think that's the. I think that's the exchange. I think Khaled making himself into this figure that is essentially an artist. Yeah, like the greatest hype man ever. I guess. Yeah. You know. And, I, took, and, took, and, I guess he took the Diddy approach. Yeah, more or like less. yeah. So some level of Diddy, the, some level of Flavor Flav, some level of like. I don't know, Rampage, The Last Boy Scout, like some <laughs> level of split star, like all, all of these things, yeah. uh, you know, but he took it to a whole nother A whole nother realm. level. So, I mean, yeah. I, I, I imagine it as if, you know, if Flavor Flav wanted to do an album, I imagine that Flav, at, at a certain point, I imagine that Flavor Flav could have called a bunch of people in the late 80s, early 90s and mm-hmm. said, hey, 
like I'm not gonna rap. I just want I got these records and I just want y'all to come and just do some shit on it and I'm gonna do the hook and like, I just want to like, create some energy. I just wanna make some energy. <laughs> but see, like, to, to Cal's credit, the branding of being a winner was there very early. Yeah, yeah. He yeah, knew yeah, exactly yeah. who he was, even though he was not vocalizing these feelings on records and like rhyme. He would just speak into into these songs the the feeling of being a high spirited uh, winner. Right. And he would do it every every album. That album title would be based on winning. The the song themes would be based on winning. So he made you want to stand next to a winner. Like Khaled was never a loser. Never. Yeah, no, no, Not no, in no, his no. mind. Not well, in his mind. And no. I think they kind of convinced us all that he was some big winner. Right. Like Adam Sandler and Uncut Gems. Well here, to, well, here to that point, the other thing I was thinking about on my way over here is that you're right. Like his whole brand is about winning and he's positioned himself in a way to do you know, um, he was like a, a Snapchat ambassador at one point, wasn't he? And then he did. Yes. And he, you know, like he was lost at sea, right? Remember yeah, that? Like he, yeah, he was lost. At, yeah, he tapped into all <laughs> the of these Moby things. Digger right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like that way. So he tapped into all of these things, but there's also like I guess a fine line between his confidence and you know uh, haterism. Or whatever the mm, case is, because yeah. I mean the same thing that we're talking about right now. The all I do is win mm-hmm. is the same thing that made him record that Saudi ass video hating on Tyler last year. Oh, mm. for when Tyler got a number when, one yeah, album. Yeah, yeah, Tyler, yeah, outsold and is like, you know, and to the point about the the you know being the GM, like he maybe he does look at he just wants to have winners, and maybe he doesn't look at I, well, obviously to me he doesn't look at what Tyler does as winning because mm-hmm. as he said, you don't hear it on the radio you don't see it on tv you don't go to the club and hear it anywhere mm-hmm. like all of my records do and it's like in his mind you know so now that i'm saying it out loud it sounds kind of trumpian <gasps> like it's it's it does sound a little like you know we have the greatest and the biggest and we're the <laughs> bestest and everything that we and it, you know what i'm saying and then it's like your mic is hot oh. <laughs> i mean you know i'm no i'm just thinking about it out loud and how it sounds and it's like that's kind of the that is kind of the 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 ego that like spurred him on to do these to create these songs and to feel like he can be this giant but also when he's not acknowledged as such it's like no, I'm really he glad you it. point that out. I'm really glad you point that out because I think the moment that really solidified all I do is when outside of the sports arena was when Obama walked out to it at the White House correspondence yeah. dinner, the very same dinner that reportedly convinced Trump, you know what, I need to run I against this dude. Because yeah. Obama's mic was hot as hell. He <laughs> yeah, walks he was out, cooking. he looks like he's about to Millie Rock or something, and he's like... Thank you. Thank you, everybody. How do you like my new entrance music? Rush Limbaugh warned you about this. Second term, baby. We're changing things around here a little bit. (laughs) And that's the same sort of feeling that all I do is win gives everybody. Yeah, it does. And I would say it was interesting about you bringing up Tyler. That's the first public L that Khaled really took right. as as his giant figure. 
Now, before when his albums weren't going number one or they weren't like the singles weren't like charting everywhere, he was fine. Like mm-hmm. he was still very humbled about where he was and what he was doing. But after all I do is win and like three albums later, countless others, he's like, this is who I am. All I do literally is winning. Like I take no L's. All my songs go number one. All my albums go number one. I can get all these people because I am me. Mm-hmm. Didn't so, he have an album called Grateful at one point? Because he won that yo, Grateful. Grateful. That time. Yeah. Suffering from success. Like from, that, <laughs> that was. That a, is that, yeah, 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 yeah. That was. I think that's my favorite album yeah. title of his. Like How, suffering from success. And he's dressed enough. like a Game of Thrones character <laughs> yeah. before yo, the yeah, shit yeah, even hits. He needs the first. That's by far my favorite album. Imagine being such a winner that you're suffering from. Suffering from success, <laughs> like that is the most. Like, Everyone can see it. Yeah, yeah you literally. Can see it. Head in yeah, his hands, yeah just, man. That's and, an amazing phrase. And then for Tyler to beat you, right? When you feel like you had this album that was just stacked, mm-hmm. guaranteed, mm-hmm. and you even broadcasted this as such. Mm-hmm. You know, he did not pull no punches on promotion. Mm-hmm. He made you feel like this was going. To, I think didn't did he call it like a classic? You know, there was so like the conversation around this project was such a big moment. Yeah. For Tyler to swoop in and just and take it from you. Blonde Bob, man. Blonde Bob, Blazer. I wonder how they got him. (laughs) Yo, right. I wonder how they regarded each other at the Grammys. I just thought of that because Tyler took the stage and Kelly took the stage. And maybe there was no time to be petty, but I mean, I I hope Kelly humbled himself and respected that young man because he was wrong. He was completely in the wrong. I mean, yeah, I hope he says something to him. But to that point, though, on, in Tyler's speech after, he said, I'm appreciative. He, although he said, you know, this shit feels funny and whatever the case is. You know, he should have on the Grammys appropriately. And then he said, I am appreciative of this, though, because specifically, I'm a guy who songs you don't hear on the radio, who you don't see <laughs> on TV. Like, And I'm not saying that was a shot, but I'm saying he acknowledged he, that openly. That He flipped it. He flipped it. Yeah. Also, yeah. Like, I won a Grammy and I'm not that guy that he's talking, you know, not that he's talking about, but I'm not that guy in that space of commercial, Absolutely. mainstream type of success, right. and I'm sitting here holding this thing. Like, mm-hmm. See, now Khaled couldn't turn this whole thing into that there's a bunch of different kinds of winners, right? But Everybody's instead, a winner. But instead, he tried to make you a loser. Well, maybe his next album should be Participation Trophy. <laughs> <laughs> like, featuring maybe, Tyler the Creator. Yeah, featuring Tyler the Creator and like really wave the white flag and like make him in, send him like an olive branch or something. That, like, that would, to me, save him. Because I, I don't think... Some humility. I don't think I look at him the same way after that. I don't. Yeah, I, yeah, I can't. Yeah, I can't yeah, speak yeah, for yeah. the general consensus, but I knew. I always thought that Khaled was a little bit playing a little too hard. Mm-hmm. But that moment right there really showed that you had no humbleness in you, right. because bro, it's just one album. You have so many number ones. Mm-hmm. You have countless records. You're sitting in a convertible Maybach, <laughs> complaining <laughs> like, like, like <laughs> complaining. Like, it's okay, bro. Like, Suffering dude, I seen your losing. garden. That shit yeah. is expensive to maintain. Bro, like, Put your son on the album cover and we let you get away with it. Right? Like, they were trying to get Drake for giving his son some sweatpants. (laughs) Callie gave his son a whole album campaign and we let you have it. And it was cool. No one criticized you for that. And yet, Tyler, who ate a roach, let's all never forget that Tyler created Ate a Roach to get on. Right? This is how you got started. Mm -hmm. Who has a Grammy? Not only before you won a Grammy, he had a number one album in the country. Right. And you could not humble yourself enough 
to pat him on the back. It's just that just showed me how Khaled the, that the branding had chinks in the armor if he stopped winning. Yeah. Like there could be like a whole downfall of him if he just throws tantrums for the next two or three years for every time he missed the mark. Mm. Like that could become a cycle for him. Well, I mean, if he's the if he is the winner that he purports himself to be, then he will figure it out. Well, you the only way to be the kind of winner that he is is to keep winning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, I mean, but all I'm saying is, you get to the point where you've been doing this for ten years. Mm-hmm. Obviously, some of these young boys are going to catch you. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. the thing. Like he, he's he's not hanging around with the gunners and the little baby shit. Like he right. hasn't even moved. Just Bryson Tiller. Just Bryson, which is super random. Yeah, <laughs> it's just random, right? I'm just saying, there's so many new artists that Khaled could be attaching himself to, but we haven't seen it yet. Right. Mm. And unless he starts making those pivots, if he continues doing the same formula, working with the same artists, there's no way he's gonna keep winning. That's true because weren't there two singles like "I'm the One" mm-hmm. and the other one I can't remember that basically had the exact the same, same lineup, lineup? Yeah. Yeah. and with Chance. Quavo, mm, Justin, Justin uh, and maybe Lil Wayne yeah, for somebody. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. like he's just repeating the same cycle. That's what I'm saying. Like, at, there's a point where this is not going to keep working. Yeah, no, he's definitely reached like the diminishing returns portion yeah. of the yeah. pinnacle of winning. That, right. Yeah, of that of that mm-hmm. formula. Now it's like, okay, what else you got for us? Yeah. Like, I'd be interested to see where he goes from here because. I feel like he has relied on that formula very consistently. He's relied on the people who he know can he can reliably catch on the phone. Like when you try to remember everybody who's on All I Do Is Win and the remix, like these are all people like who he definitely had on his contact list. I was just thinking about this on the Grammys when John Legend joined him on stage for the Nipsey Hustle tribute. I was like, this dude has known John Legend for so long, right? So long, and so at this and this point, like that's probably the most efficient way to make hits. It's like once you come across a hit maker, you just keep them on speed dial and just hope that they're available for the next one. And we just roll through. Yeah. Here's a part of all I do is win that I found not found interesting as if it's it wasn't known, but I don't know how many songs, I don't know how many uh, posse cuts that Ludacris has been on. But I mean, he had the, he's like, this song could have just been Khaled and Ludacris. And I mean, and, D, and T-Pain, and it would have been great. Like he by far had the best verse on the song. And he actually had the only verse that was really relevant to winning, except for maybe Snoop's last line about shouting out Al Davis, a win baby win. <laughs> but Ross just did his Ross thing and just rapped about dope and pussy and bricks right. and like <laughs> and because he had been on the pre because ross had been on the previous two dj Khaled hits so he's like okay you want you want to you want another you one want something yeah, yeah, yeah here another you go. one that, another like, one but yeah um when revisiting that song i did think that lineup was so random it's and the more random. i try to rationalize like the actual lineup the more like my head just like spun around like crazy because yeah. like what compels you to call luda ross and snoop it's not quite tricoastal like i i can't yeah. think of any other songs where it's not, it seems like they would gel together it doesn't make sense yeah it, that sounds like one of those i don't know man like maybe yeah. maybe ross just had maybe he written that verse before that hook, before T-Pain had the hook just to that beat and Skylar was like, you know, I'm going to keep that verse and just 
put in my pocket somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. Don't know. It's a random group chat. Like those four yeah, in a group yeah. chat, like what are the memes? <laughs> right. <laughs> like what are you sending each other? Like they don't mesh. But I mean, the the song works, and I like that you mentioned Luda's verse because I was telling Christina before you got here that like Luda references being on the remix to the previous mm-hmm, Khaled song. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like he got something to prove. Right. Like now I'm on the original. Like, they call yeah, me yeah, yeah, for the. Yeah, yeah. The first time. The first time. You know, I Luda loves being in sequels. Yo, right? He loves <laughs> it. That was a bar. No, but that did, the first time I heard that song, it made me think that, like, damn, Luda has some real, like, maybe he has some real MC pride that, like, yo, man, you didn't, like, I mean, remix is cool, but how come you didn't, like... You didn't call me first. You didn't yeah. call me first. Like I'm, I'm, I'm like the last guy to get picked at the ba- on the court for pick up <laughs> basketball. You're like, all right, I'll take him. Like now I got to dunk on somebody. <laughs> now I got to yeah. Now I got to dunk on somebody. You on a poster because you try to play right? with me earlier. <laughs> Maybe that was the exact line of logic. Like Cal looks on his phone. He's like, man, Luda got mad at me last like, time. Yeah, all right, all right, all right. You know what? You know what? Let me humor him. Let me, him let me, let me or whatever. Let me just make sure I do him right this time. And that's the thing about Ross. Ross always gets the call, so it's not special. No. Like, yeah, Ross was just checking in for work that day. That was just a, that, that was just <laughs> a day. He's like, every day office. I'm hustling and what I, mm-hmm. I gotta do what I gotta do, but that's fine. Here Khaled. you go, pussy weed, fine. Right. Yeah, every day I'm hustling and doing verses for Khaled. But what the <laughs> hell was Snoop doing when he got the call? That's a good yeah, question. I don't know. Cause I feel like he got called last. The only reason he's the third verse is he got the last call. Maybe, maybe he got the call because maybe Khaled was like, you know, Snoop runs the, the little league football out there so maybe oh. he was like maybe i'll call football coach snoop and you know what i mean have him come and drop some coach bars on his joint one time no that's perfect multi-generation spanning generations yeah yeah you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. No, everybody, everybody gets to you know a little bit at that point like luda was definitely well no i guess at that point ross would probably have been like the not the youngest in age but the youngest in, in the game yeah 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 in the game for sure for sure this is a fun game that you and I try to play before you got here, Ja. Okay. Do you remember all the people in the remix? Yo, keep oh, keep them accountable. God. Oh, I got you. All the people on the remix. Diddy. Um, Diddy. Mm. Yes. Uh. Let's put some game show music here. I'm trying, I'm trying to listen for voices that I can pick out on that beat. The game wasn't on it, was he? Nope. Okay. Uh. Damn. 2000. 2010. 2009. Yeah. 2010. <laughs> 2010. DJ Khaled remix. Who's on it? Damn. Because um, there's like 15 people on there. Yeah. Jeezy? No. No Jeezy? No Jeezy. That's a good guess, though. I'll get, yeah, it was a no good guess. No Too Short. No. Yeah, you're way off base. <laughs> yes. I don't know where you're you got that far from the, You're straying far from what would be accepted. Okay, give me the list. Give me the list. Okay, Who hold on. It? Let me see if I can do oh, okay, okay. it. Okay, okay. Let me see if I can do it. Okay, okay. Um, fuck. Nikki? Yes. Wayne? No. Wayne's not on it? No. Damn it. Okay. Well, Joss and Diddy. Yeah. So, yeah. Diddy, Nikki. Ross? Yes. Plies? That's because you said it earlier. Yeah, no, he's not on it. He's not on it, damn it. Algernon. Fat Joe? Yes. Oh, man. Jadakiss? Yes. Uh, You got two more. Two more? Damn it. Are we including T-Pain in that? No. 
Damn well, it. T Pain's a given. And Swiss Beast is on background, so I didn't give you yeah, that one. Yeah, see, either. I. I but you got two more rappers, both from New York, that you have not named. Oh, um. Fabulous. Yes. And there was somebody right before him. Yes. I don't know. Remember, okay, think about the intro. Okay. A victory. A victory. Yeah, that way I played you before Ja got here. Who's on it? I already said Diddy, right? Because Ja. Yeah, but who's the other person? Damn, I don't know. Buster Rhymes. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. Because he takes over Luda's fast part. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. All right, just put like a big. That's a there, like, wild lineup, right? That's a crazy. Just lineup. a very ridiculous group of people. I don't know why I didn't think about Nikki. That would have been like the most obvious. Like, of course, Nikki is on it in 2000. I do miss how the variety of people that Cal used to get, like Nikki and Fab and Jada Kiss with Ross and Joe. Like, that's a crazy lineup of people right. just to see together. Mm-hmm. And the songs always work to some degree. I wouldn't say they're like life changing, but when you hear them, like they used to be exciting to see a calorie yeah. remix. I mean, he he gotten good at it. He had nailed that formula. Yeah. Where it was like, okay, this next one might be, you know, because when the first time I heard "We Taking Over," I was like, oh shit, because Wayne had went crazy and that oh, Akon yeah. hook and I and the, and the way the beat was all like. Uh, panicky and mm-hmm. like I was like, oh man, this is some cool shit. Like Khaled might be onto something here. And sure enough, <laughs> he, kept, he kept it going. So, but like after ten years, how do you think "All I Do Is Win" is gonna age when you have a song like "J Rock Win" is like a big record now? Like that could become the next anthem oh, dun, of the. Dun, dun, so here's what it is. I at this point I hear "All I Do Is Win" differently. Like when I hear the song now, I don't even. I don't even feel like I'm listening to a song. I'm listening to a commercial or I'm listening to like some other, almost like it was intended to be like messaging or so like an advertisement. some type of advertisement or marketing almost more than like a song. Interesting. J-Rock's version I love as a song. Yeah. Like, Interesting. And it gives you that same type of exuberance as far as winning goes. And I think he got some of his flowers because... I think the NBA used that song and uh Stacey like Abrams yeah. also commissioned a remix. Yes, she did. Yeah, yeah, she did. Yeah, she absolutely did. She got a senatorial remix out of J Rock. So like I love that as a song, but I don't think it'll eclipse Khaled as like a universal thing. Mm. That's fair. I, I will say that all I do is win. It was kind of a slow burn as mm. far as the way it kind of blossomed into this super commercial record. Yeah. That's in the pockets of every NBA team or NFL teams, like where it's everywhere. You know, it started on the radio and then it just continued to have this wild momentum, which is why I look at J Rock and I wonder can you have that same momentum with a song that has a very similar theme, a very similar energy? You're right. And like it it just hits all the right buttons, but I don't know if it's a, a universal single. Yeah, well, I will say this about J Rock's hook it, well, he curses in a hook, so like. Not that you can't edit the curses, but that changes the dynamic yeah. of the song a, a little bit as far as the universal thing goes. But, I mean, I've heard it plenty of times clean, and it still sounds like it's triumphant. triumphant. Yes. And, like, you know, that was a... Uh, was that Hit Boy? Oh, who produced who the, the track? Who produced uh, J-Rock's version? I don't remember. Oh, I don't... 
I don't think that was it, but I hope so, Let's though. See. Let when it be a win. <laughs> Let it be a win. Hold on. We're that's going a good question. to fact check this. No, but it, who produced All I Do Is Win? Oh, that's a good question. Let's look that up. Oh, yeah, it was Boy Wonder. Yeah, it was, they, they, it was they Boy did, Wonder. Yeah, they did uh, J Rock's version. Was it not DJ Khaled who produced All I Do Is it Win? Sounds, you know, it sounds like a DJ Khaled. Like, that sounds like, like an one actual of those, DJ Khaled. Actual DJ Khaled. Like, right. the, when he was the beat Novocaine, like, it sounded like those type of. Sam. Oh, I think he co-produced it with DJ Nasty. Yeah, I was about to say DJ Nasty yeah. and okay. LBM yeah. are yeah. the credited producers. DJ Nasty's probably getting a great check. Mm-hmm. A great check. That mm-hmm. song, like the licensing on that shit <laughs> is probably super I was telling rude. you, I I saw Okay, there's there's this NBC show that just launched called Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, and it's as white as it sounds, but yeah. like basically it's what men want, but instead of just literal thoughts that this main protagonist is reading, these thoughts are then translated into musical numbers. And so that's how you get like a white tech programmer doing an all I do is win moment, treating it like a Broadway uh. moment. So that's in the year 2020 that this is happening. Right. And this is also happening at the same time that there is a new stationary bike called a Peloton, I think. But there's Peloton, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Like they have these screens where you can connect to like online classes or Take whatever. Take a class, yeah. Yeah. Digitally. So there's an in-person homecoming that that happens. And apparently at the last homecoming they did where people who've been taking the online class were actually able to do the class in person. Apparently they did it to all I do is win. So that's how I think of the song <laughs> in 2020. And I do think in part it is because DJ Khaled is a relentless self-promoter. And I think that is mm. the distinction you got to make between a J-Rock and a DJ Khaled. Like both of those songs can certainly stand on their own merits and both of them can serve as anthems for winning. But you cannot deny the fact that DJ Khaled is just going to yell his name in your face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ad infinitum. Yeah, tirelessly. He doesn't get tired. That's one thing about Khaled. He truly believes in marketing himself as big For as possible. Sure. And once corporate America gets a hold of a song like that and they do what oh. they're going to do with it, like it's out of here. It's, uh, it's, it's in the system. It's in the system uh, now. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. part of the programming right. of, you know, whatever we need. We just pull that one up and say, here, give it some of that. And we keep this thing rolling. I was telling Christina, I believe it's the single that every rapper wants to have. If you get a I do is win, you have a forever single. Yeah. You have the syncs forever. You have the licensing forever. And you can just always go out and perform that and watch the hands go up. Right. Every time. Those hands always go up. Yeah. Those, yeah. Like, yeah. That's the song without where. Without fail. On, in, a, on a, in a cold crowd, that will get people to put their hands up. Like, it's a guarantee. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's, that's definitely one of those songs. I think, yeah, if you create music, you want to catch one of those at some point. At some point. Even if you don't know you're making one. Because, I mean, there's songs that have been, that have turned into this that were actual songs mm-hmm. that had every intention on being on a being, song. Yeah. And, like I said, Corporate America touched it, and now it's fucking Natasha Bedingfield or fucking <laughs> Sarah Bareilles, or like all of that shit. Like all of a sudden, it's the song that you hear in every gap in Old it's Navy. It's the song. It's the song. Like it's that one. It's Carly Rae Jepsen. It's like all of that shit. <laughs> so yeah, but I think if you create music, you want to catch one of those in whatever way it happens. I think Khaled is just much more intentional 
about no this is going to be one of those because i will it as such like he's fucking like gandalf of billboard records and like <laughs> fucking Calidus. his goal has always been one and the same yes and that is another one another one <laughs> another one well you've been listening to the something to say podcast produced by michael saba here in the swats if you're interested in supporting us head over to patreon.com slash something to say